Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Super Entertainment Brothers podcast. My name is Terrence Fletcher, and I'm with Tate. Hi, Tate. I'm dead. I can still effing hear you, mini-me. Yep. Oh, good old whiplash. Mm-hmm. Alright, so on this episode, a little bit of a hint with the name, with the quote, I, I can still effing hear you, well, see you in the movie, I just changed it, but what, mini me is in there, so this episode, top ten comedies. Yeah. Alright, so we have had a little bit of a delay <laughs> since our last episode, which was in May. Oh, that early? That yeah, we're kind of late. <laughs> Dude, I haven't recorded... We haven't recorded this in a long time. Whoa. We haven't. We know. basically took a, a season-long break. Welcome to season three, everybody. Summer break. Yeah, a summer break. Yep. Now I... Now, and we're... But this is supposed to be last Friday, but with some delays it's now today, but we'll have one this Friday, too. Yep. And we didn't actually plan this to happen, to align with what happened today. The Emmys got announced, like the Emmy nominees got announced, so... My boy, my father, got nominated, uh, Evan Peters. And then... In the same category, this is extremely. What I I didn't see the Queen's Gambit, but if you are a longtime Phineas and Ferb watcher, the guy who plays Ferb has been nominated for an Emmy for the Queen's Gambit. Like, no offense to his performance, I didn't see it. He probably was good, but I just think it's funny that the same guy who voices Ferb. Mm-hmm. He and then, probably was not better than Peters, though. I need to see Mayor of Easttown, and then I'm probably not going to watch Queen's Gambit. It doesn't interest me. Real. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it before Remy, so I can have my opinion. But I don't understand. How is Hamilton being nominated for anything? It's not a TV show. It's not a TV movie. It's a stage play that was recorded on a camera. Put on to Disney Plus, so it's not a TV movie at all. So why is it nominated? And the performances were recorded in 2015. They were done in 2015. So I don't understand why Hamilton's even there. I don't know. Just felt like it. But WandaVision actually swept. Elizabeth Olsen, Paul Bettany, Catherine Hahn, they all got nominated. Unfortunately. I'm surprised Evan Peters didn't get nominated for WandaVision if the other three did. Bruh. He got nominated for Mayor of Easttown. I know, but I'm surprised he didn't get a WandaVision nomination. He's not going to get the same thing. True. Oh, yeah, because both limited series. Never mind. If it was an outstanding drama series and they would have put him in guest actor, he would have gotten that nod. He would have gotten two nominations in the same year. Hmm. Yeah, which also is but, his first nomination, hmm. like ever. 
And I'm surprised that, um, well, no, she did have like, the MTV Awards. Who? Elizabeth Olsen. Hmm. Yeah, she's good. But I'm surprised Mandalorian actually got a nomination for Best Drama Series. It got nominated last year. I don't understand. Mandalorian's amazing. I love it. But Best Series. I guarantee it's probably like the worst of those shows, but I, it's it's a good show. But I don't know. I guarantee Handmaid's Tale. Uh, all those other shows are better. Maybe I've not seen any of those drama shows, by the way. Uh, yeah, so I can't really judge. And then. Giancarlo Esposito, or whatever his name is, um, he got nominated for Mandalorian as Moff Gideon, and I think he's in Better Call Saul and Community. Wait, what? But the guy who plays the villain in Mandalorian, what Moff Gideon, he got nominated for an Emmy. Yeah. And I think, Bad. Yeah, but Breaking Bad and Community. Yeah, he's, uh, I think, Hank from Breaking Bad. Or not him. Yeah, he's uh, what's his name in community? Uh, I can't remember his name. He's not in community. Yeah, he is. He's um he's Pierce's half brother. Oh yeah. What Gilbert? Uh, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, he's a good actor. I think I've only seen him in Mandalorian and Community. Hmm. I've seen one episode of Breaking Bad, so I've seen him in that. Hmm. He's a good actor, though. Not better than Evan Peters, though. Evan Peters should have just been nominated for all acting categories. Hmm. Yeah, which also, I hope uh, uh, Kate Winslet wins. I think I think she was really good in Maravie's Town. And uh, that one actress who played... Uh, Mayor's best friend. Hope she wins as well. She was really good, especially in that finale. She was amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I need to watch Mayor Beast Town. Uh, yeah, I hope they all win, and I hope it wins limited series because it was phenomenal. I'm surprised WandaVision got nominated. I'm not. It was all over. Oh, Falcon Winter Soldier didn't get nominated for a lot of stuff. Thank God. Yeah, I couldn't even get through Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, I think it's still got a nomination though. He did, and I don't understand. He wasn't that good. No, I can honestly think Falcon and Winter Soldier is worse than Thor: Dark World. Yeah, it's not good. It's my least favorite MCU. I can bear. I couldn't even get through rewatch. Well, I couldn't finish it. But of the first four episodes, well, I couldn't. I couldn't even get through it. Terrible. Honestly, I couldn't get through WandaVision on rewatch either. I want to watch WandaVision again because WandaVision's awesome. I would. I, I'm only gonna watch it again for Ralph Boner. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Emmys. Uh, I will be watching live. So. Unfortunately, I watched the Oscars live, and that was. 
probably the most wasted three hours of 2021 for me. I'm just going to watch up until Evan Peters. So, yeah. So if he wins, I'll be excited. If not, eh. Which I don't don't know if he'll win, honestly. I think he has a chance. I don't think he will. He got snubbed. He got... He got snubbed for Kyle Anderson. How how dare the Television Academy do that? He snubbed him for Kai Anderson, the greatest character in history. That, that's just yeah. so angry. And speaking of the Academy and the Oscars, I was very late to this, but I watched In the Heights just a couple days ago, and I guarantee you it gets nominated for Best Picture. Cool. But yeah, Evan Peters, please win. That's my choice to win Best Supporting Actor. And I think it would be absolutely. I think it would be absolutely hilarious if Thomas Brody Sangster wins. The guy who played Ferb. I think it would be great. I want to see what would Evan Peters' speech be. I just want to see for the speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's it. Alright, so, I guess let's get into the main portion of this episode. Top ten comedies. Yeah, the hardest list ever. This was not the hardest list for me. I did, but my favorite movies, the top 50, and, ooh, that that was hard. That was extremely hard. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. How do I respond? Okay. Yeah, but we did our top five favorites for the last episode, which was one and a half months ago, I'm guessing. And my top five changed after a Pixar marathon. Mm, cool. Yeah, Wally and Soul are not top five. I'd put Gladiator and Beauty and the Beast four and five now. Those pieces of crap. Gladiator is a masterpiece. Crap. Really? I know you're joking, but like Gladiator is amazing. Right. And I'm super excited for The Last Duel and House of Gucci, both by Ridley Scott this year. I am extremely excited for both of them. House of Gucci has my girl Lady Gaga. No. She acted alongside Evan Peters, actually. Hmm. As uh, Evan Peters was Mr. Mach. I know Adam Driver in House of Gucci, and then Last Duel is, uh, I don't know who's in Last Duel. Which, by the way, if you guys don't know who Miss, Mr. Mach is, you no, don't look no, 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 no. You don't know who Mr. March is? No, Matt Damon's in The Last Duel. Oh. Anyway, go. Well, so I guess Ridley Scott and Adam Driver both get two movies together in the same year. Go watch uh, some Mr. March videos, but um, top ten comedies, yeah. Oh no, Jared Leto's in House of Gucci. Actually, no, he's fine, just not for Joker. Okay. All right, so top ten comedies. Now there are some things we need to mention about this list. This list, but Devlin did put the restrictions here. There's no dramedies, no horror comedy, no rom com or animation. All separate lists. Now, are we going to do top 10 dramedies one day? 
never seen enough. Plus well, nine, when, kind of. well, when we watch more of them, but in the future. I'm not a huge fan of Dromedy's guy. Ah. I would love my to favorite. do horror comedy one day, though. I'm a huge horror comedy guy. That's actually my, my favorite. favorite. My favorite dramedy has romance in it. La La Land. It's not a comedy. Yeah, it is. It's a, musical, comedy. it's a musical dramedy romance. You know what's a comedy? Hmm. Whiplash. I mean, there's funny insults, but it's not a comedy. Okay. But, uh, yeah, horror comedies... Hopefully that'll be a list one day because I love horror comedies. My favorite movie is a horror comedy, so yeah. Evil Dead Two. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I love animation, like drama animations, horror animation, which I, I don't think I've even seen any horror animation. But Pixar yeah. animation, Disney animation, DreamWorks occasionally. I need to see some horror animation. I don't think I have. No, wait. If you count Nightmare Before Christmas and Coraline as horror animation, then I have. Oh, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is. No, no. Yeah. I think that's it. Um. Yeah. So, just, it has to be a straight up comedy. Yeah, straight comedy. Straight up comedy. Main genre. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, this list was really hard. I mean... So, it might change. Alright. So, here we go. Yeah, you can go first. Alright, thank you. So, my number 10 is Wayne's World. What, I think this one, it has a solid story with like, these two like, idiots of like, them running this show gets picked up, and then there's a bunch of like, scheming going on here, but I think it did that perfectly, and it has a lot of great chemistry between the two leads, and Mike Myers and Dana Carvey were both excellent in these roles, but, and really just the rest of the cast was amazing, too. Rob Lowe was very good as our villain. And the humor in the movie lands every single time. There's slapstick, there's dumb humor, it's amazing. And it goes by extremely fast and it's very short run time. And the pacing's just great to help with it going very fast. So Wayne's World, number 10. All right. Uh, number 10. This is hard. Uh, number 10, I have Spaceballs. Might change. I don't know. I did this really quick. Um... But yeah, um, uh, this is basically, uh, well, this is, actually, this is my only Mel Brooks movie. I didn't realize that, but, um, yeah, Mel Brooks, uh, basically a parody of Star Wars. That's the main thing, it's parodying, and, uh, yeah, it's great. John Candy's great. Um, Rick Moranis is great. Um,. Yeah, just, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe is isn't as good as I remember, but I remember it really being a fun time, uh, and actually better than a lot of the Star Wars movies. So, yeah, I think that's it. 
All right, now, speaking of Mel Brooks, my number nine is The Producers. The... <coughs> oh. You didn't like it? No. Oh, man. But I, I love the producers. Tell me what you love about this movie. But it's really just an amazing Mel Brooks classic. But it has all sorts of different types of comedy. But it's got slapstick. It's got what, smart, what, smart aleck comments. And it has so many amazing gags in it. And they're all just hilarious, perfectly done. And the story in the movie is what bonkers hilarious where... They're just going to try and but make a flop, basically, and it's very funny when they go along the way with it. And our two lead characters are very good, and Gene Wilder and Zero Mostel, or whatever, however you say his last name, both very good. And it has a perfect run time to flesh out the story and humor as much as it needs. And it's really just comedic genius. Wow. I didn't find it that funny at all, honestly. Hmm. Maybe it's because I watched four movies in one day. But... Okay, that, that may have been it, because, yeah. I, I was I, I was uh, in the film, uh, the Turner Classic Movies Film Festival, so I was watching a ton of different movies, so I, I might have been in it. I don't know. I didn't do the Turner Classic Film Festival, even though it was on HBO Max, because I was just thinking, they're, they're all on HBO Max, so what's the point of rushing to watch as many as I can when they're all going to be on there anyway? Well, there was behind there was a exclusive content on there for a limited time. Oh, didn't know Plus about it. Plus, all of them were, were on there for the Turner Classic Film Festival. Like, oh. Some movies were there for exclusive time, so I did it. Nice hmm. Scarecrow was on there for exclusive time. Anyway... Yeah, yeah, but uh, I saw the things that were in there. Like Independence Day and The Matrix are not classics. I'm sorry. Have you seen them? I haven't, but they're 90s. They're too. They're too recent to be a classic. Okay. Same thing with Speed and uh, what was that 80s movie that was on there that I saw, but I didn't think of. I think Dune was on there, and I'm thinking first off, it's awful. Second. It's not a classic yet. Okay. I None of those movies were in the festival. Oh. Well, I went to the film festival section on HBO Max, and Dune was there. So. I don't know what to tell you there. Because hmm. I, I, I have the list. But anyway, a movie that was not at the festival, number, my number nine, Caddyshack. Uh, honestly, why is this on the list? Oh well, can't change. Um, but yeah, this movie is fantastic. Uh, it's it's kind of a mess. It's a mess of a movie because there is literally no story until the third act. It's, it's just gag after gag after gag. And it's great. You have three uh, great comedic legends: Heavy Chase, Bill Murray, and uh, Rodney Dangerfield, and they're just. Competing just to have to just be funnier, which you know made the movie even funnier because they were trying so hard to be the funniest. Um, yeah, there's so many great scenes, you know, the the duty scene, um, you know, Bill Murray, you know, trying to chase the uh, the groundhog. All of it's great. Uh, I think Ten Knight is also great in this movie. He's in my opinion, underrated uh, in this movie. Um, 
Yeah, it's great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. If you want, if you like Bill Murray or Rodney Dangerfield or Chevy Chase, I recommend it. Uh, it is kind of a mess of a movie. Uh, oh, it's uh, Harold Ramis's first movie also. Um, so... Directing or acting? Like, was it his first directing or Direct- acting? Directing. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the original cut of this movie was supposed to be like five hours long. So, and they cut it down to like 90 minutes. So I would like to see that lead footage someday. Like all that footage. Hmm. Yeah. Release the Caddyshack cut. I mean, they did a four hour Zack Snyder cut for Justice League. So go right at it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Zack Snyder's Justice League is so good. No, it isn't. But it drags so much at the end, though. Is it a comedy? No. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I had a number four on my list. <laughs> anyway. But would you say uh, Halloween would be a comedy? Because that's my number one. Oh, I spoiled. <laughs> Halloween. The Halloween 2? Or Halloween? Uh, you talking about the 2018 one? The 2009 one? The 1970s one? 70s. Well, you can't spoil. I know. And it's such a hilarious movie. Like, murder after murder. Oh, funny stuff. Like just great, joking, just like joking. Great grandfather Kai Anderson said. Yes. Okay, we're just gonna ignore that. <laughs> All right, now my number eight is Sherlock Jr. This is a timeless Buster Keaton classic. <laughs> but it's forty minutes, so if it's midnight and you just want something to do for an hour before bed, watch Buster Keaton's Sherlock Jr. Nah. But the story was extremely But It's a comedy movie, and he really incorporated like, new technology for film, as this was released in 1924. And some of the stuff they do in here is like, how do you take that in the 20s? And but the way that he incorporated that and put the humor and mystery is you have this rookie detective in a way but how he's learning to be a detective and he takes on this mystery but it was extremely well written with how they did that and it has a bunch of funny moments like the pool table scene is but it's stunning like with all the things that are going on with it and it's funny too and there's a bunch of other things in this movie as well and it has a bunch of redeeming quality when you get to that ending and how they wrapped up this 45-minute story. And Buster Keaton gave an outstanding performance. One of my favorite silent film performances, probably. And I'm not the biggest silent film fan. I watch them, but not that often. And they're not my go-to unless it's City Lights. But this is a comedic masterpiece. Wow. A masterpiece, you say? Yeah, this is probably my favorite silent movie, except City Lights. So you consider this movie a masterpiece? 
Yeah. Wow. It's only your number eight. Well, I'd say this is a masterpiece like with all the technical stuff they did here and like, how they wrote it, basically. So I'd say it's a masterpiece, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed it more than the top seven. Mm. All right. Number world. Uh, probably should have put this lower, too. Damn. Um, but, yeah. Um, Wayne's World. I love uh, Wayne's World 2 is also really good. But I just picked the original just because uh, it's the first one. So, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, it's great. Um, super quotable. Funny. Um, yeah, just a fun time. It's just a fun movie, honestly. Have a fun time. Mike Myers is great. He's he's wonderful. Um, you know, doesn't awesome powers and yeah he he he's great uh so is dana carvey he's wonderful rob Lowe, um as the uh villain uh where <laughs> flynn boyle surprisingly good in this movie uh yeah it's just great um i want some uh pizza hut now <laughs> all right now my number seven might shock people because this movie is newer, didn't get the best reputation from some. Okay. My number seven's Cruella. <gasps> I I loved it, but I get the complaints around Cruella. I, I get it, but I loved it a lot, and it's the runner-up to my favorite movie of the year so far. Honestly, I if Minari wasn't my favorite... It would be Cruella. <laughs> well, I need to rewatch Minari and Cruella, but this one might go to number one. Or Thunder Force. Just joking about Thunder Force. But yeah, Thunder Force is a piece of crap. Don't watch Thunder Force. Now, Cruella, though, Disney really surprised me on this one. By the trailers, I thought it was going to be Disney trying way too hard to be dark and suspenseful. It was going to be lackluster with the way they were trying to do the fashion and the origin and this competition between the Baroness and Cruella. I thought it was going to be way too lackluster for me, and it wasn't. It was amazing. And the performance in this movie... Probably the big things people are talking about besides the costumes and the music. But Emma Stone was amazing as Cruella. And my second favorite of the Cruella performances, the original would be number one. But she was fantastic. Oscar-worthy. And Emma Thompson was, too. Another Oscar-worthy performance from the movie. (laughs) But Paul Walter Hauser, nobody was talking about him much. But he was the perfect Jasper. Like... He delivered the lines perfectly. He was perfect with the humor and really fit Jasper. But if you go back and watch like, the original 101 Dalmatians, like, the animated one, they had the perfect casting for Horace and Jasper. And I just thought the performances all around the board were fantastic. And the use of the 70s music in here, and some 60s, some 80s, but it was... Uh, actually, no 80s. No 80s. I don't think. 
I, I don't know, but I thought the use of the music was a very nice touch of the film. It gave it more detail and it just made the scene a bit better. And I thought the way it was incorporated was amazing. And the song choices at each given moment were perfect. And all the jokes in the movie land, like whether it's from Jasper, Corella, Horace, but the jokes were amazing. And outside of being a fun heist movie, of like Cruella going after the Baroness, a revenge story. It's a perfect origin for Cruella de Vil, one of the most popular fan favorite Disney villains ever. But whether a live action character like Hector Barbosa animated like Maleficent, Cruella de Vil is one of the favorites. And this was the perfect origin. And it went by extremely fast. So Cruella gotta be in my list for me personally. And I get the complaints of it trying to sympathize with, with Cruella, the future puppy killer. But I felt like it, it wasn't as bad as what people were saying. So I, I really don't have any issues with the movie, except it's a bit predictable at the beginning. But after that, it is unpredictable and a wild ride. It's my favorite Disney movie of the year. And I doubt Encanto, the next Disney animated movie, is going to top this. Oh, dude, my stomach hurts because I was trying to hold in the laughter during that. Oh, I love Cruella so much. Perfect. Per- it's not perfect, but it, it, it was amazing. Really? You didn't mind it trying to explain everything? About I, okay, it did a little too much explaining, but that post credit scene, holy crap. Yeah, YMS hated it. The the post credit scene was sh- shocking. I was going, yes. All right, number seven, very nice, Borat. Uh, With success. Um. Yeah, Borat. I almost put Bruno on this list, but I think Bruno. I didn't care too much about the the story. That was going on in the movie. So I picked Borat. Plus I think it's. Borat's a little bit more memorable. Uh, Bruno's still pretty good. If you like Borat. Watch Bruno. It, it's really funny. And and it's even more like. Uh, it takes more risk. Honestly. It is extreme. It can be pretty. Times, but. Hilarious too. But yeah, watch Bruno if you're a huge fan of Borat and Sasha Baron Cohen. But um, yeah, Borat. Uh, you know, uh, back when this came out, like huge. Uh, apparently, uh, everybody was like dressing up like Borat, and you know, I've seen the movie. I totally understand because it it's hilarious. Uh, it's pretty short. Uh. Like eighty minutes long. Uh, I have the DVD of Borat. Mm, yeah, and but it's super fast paced. Um, goes by really quick. Uh, pretty rewatchable too, and it's still funny. Like I still laugh at it. The character of Borat's uh, great. All the pranks he does, and it's like, yeah, it's just great. Sasha Baron Cohen, genius. Let's put him. Basically put him on the map because nobody was really watching the Ali G show, um, which also had Bora and Bruno on it. Um, 
which I need to check out. But um, yeah, it, it's just a great movie. Uh, highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, so yeah. All right, now my number six is another like Cruella. May not expect this movie to be on here. Swingers. Yep. Well, I loved it. It's the first film for John Favreau to write. He didn't direct it, but he wrote it. And he did a very good job with it. The movie is basically just fun. But it's quality, but it's also just so much fun. But the characters are great. And the cast was also very good. Babro and Vince Vaughn, they had so much chemistry. Quit laughing. I, I know Jurassic Park 2 exists in his other film career. Have but you with seen the internship? You will have not reverse my opinion on the internship. The internship? I, I have not seen the internship. Just watch Swingers. <laughs> but everyone was really good in the movie, and there was a lot of chemistry between Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, which led to them being in Made together, which Favreau wrote and directed. And cool. the movie knows... What was that? Cool. Hmm. But, and it knows it's a smaller movie, and it doesn't try to be bigger than it is, and it just does a good job with that. Like It doesn't try to be this giant adventure with these with these men it's just a smaller movie laugh out loud fun and that's all it is and it has incredible pacing it doesn't spend too much time with each thing it just goes at what a normal pace is and the perfect way for it to flow and it's memorable so swingers i loved it all right my number six this top six is so hard i don't know where to put what Right now, number six, I'm I'm feeling Monty Python and Holy Grail. Oh, that hurts. Oh. Wow. No, it's not Monty Python. Get out of here. Number six, I have Airplane. Yeah, Monty Python, saving you. Um, Roger, Roger, Vector, Vector. This is so hard. I'll, I'll just put it in Airplane. I can't change it two different times. Um... Yeah, airplane, you know, airplane, top secret, Nate gun, you know, it's hard to choose out of those. I, I really love all three of them. Um, we, I think I picked airplane just because it has the most gags. I think, I think the naked gun, okay, I think the naked gun, the, the ending sequence goes on way too long. Um, so I didn't pick, I didn't pick it for that reason, top secret. Eh, uh, just, I don't, I don't, didn't think. The, there's it just like airplane has just so many gags so i kind of had to pick it and they're all great like they aren't like the funniest in the world gags but they're they're pretty funny you know like you know the poop hitting the fan um gag or you know there's so many gags you you don't you, you it's one of those movies that you have to rewatch to notice all the jokes because they just keep on flying after and flying. It, it's just an amazing movie. I I really um, enjoy it, and it's like a it's a parody of you know like assassin movies and and 
Also, a parody of Saturday Night Fever in that one scene. Uh, the dance sequence. Um, but yeah, it's a great movie. And uh, check out uh, all check out Top Secret and Naked Gun also, and check out the sequels to the Naked Gun and uh, Airplane Two. Oh, I completely forgot Airplane Two exists. I don't see it, but I I heard it isn't that good, so maybe don't check it out. It, it looks awful. I'll watch it. All right, now my number five. Oh man. But the top five is easy, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. I know you don't like my number. Well, you you think my number five is overrated. My number five is know, a, a Christmas story. Oh, God. But it's the door. It's, right. it's a it's it's timeless. It's a timeless Christmas story. That I, I watch it every December at least once. There are some Decembers I've watched it twice, three times. I, I just love it. And the movie captures Christmas like no other movie I have seen. But Home Alone does it. Um, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas also does it really well. But Christmas Story does it the most. And it does it the best. And it has the classic characters. Like Ralphie, the old man, the Santa, what but it, it has so many of the classic what, 80s what, holiday characters. And it's gag after gag after gag. Like the leg lamp, but Santa. But it's got so many of the perfect Christmas gags and like, the perfect way to incorporate all of them. Where it feels like, realistic. None of them feel forced. And it's really the perfect Christmas story to watch. Easily my favorite Christmas movie, probably my favorite holiday, not my favorite holiday movie. There's another one on the list, but it's easily my favorite Christmas movie. Hmm, it's good, but just way too overrated. I'll admit there is a little too much hype and celebration of this movie. Says it best. It's just way blown out of proportion. I can agree with that because TBS doesn't need to do this movie 24 hours. There doesn't need to be an entire museum about Christmas story. I can understand that for The Godfather, but a museum for The Godfather, but like. Or La La Land. No. Yeah, I, I mean, Christmas comedies, not even Christmas comedies is the best. Christmas vacation is the best. I wouldn't put it over Christmas Story. Christmas Vacation, the gags are hilarious. All yeah, the gags but, hit. But Christmas Story is better, in my opinion. Anyway, my number five is Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. I, I Who has seen this movie? Literally, everybody's seen this movie. Um, I have, but I think it's a little overrated. All right, the door's right there. You see that that door right there? Yeah, it's right. You can just walk over there, turn the knob, close the door, and, uh, yeah. It's hilarious. How's this movie overrated? It's hilarious. All the gags are amazing. It's just just an amazing movie. 
you know, of course, the famous night scene where all his limbs are coming off. That's great. You know, but not only that scene is great, the rest of the movie is great as well. It's just such a good movie. I don't even want to talk about this much because if you haven't seen it, go. I don't want to ruin the gags. Just go see it. Although you probably I'm should. I'm going to watch it because I may have just been tired that day, so I'll give it another shot. Mm. I need to see Life of Brian in the medium life as well. Um, life of Brian looks pretty good. Uh, so does medium life. So, but yeah, Holy Grail, watch it now. So you want them to stop listening to the podcast, go watch the movie, and then possibly forget about continuing? I mean, if they do come back, then we get well, an extra. Well, actually, no. So. Stop this. Go, go watch Mirror of Easttown. Then go watch Monty Python. Then go back here. Or watch American Animals in your vocabulary. Then come back. American Animals. Yeah, watch watch Mirror of Easttown. Then American Animals. Then Monty Python, and then come back here. All right. Now my number four. Probably my favorite holiday movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What the heck? It's it's Thanksgiving, so. What the heck? I I love it. What the heck? You don't like it? <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? What the heck? Evan Peters sucks. All right, the door's right there. You can. Okay. Actually, no, okay. Window right there. You can jump oh. out. Okay, so your vocabulary isn't limited to what and the and heck in the exact same order every single time. Uh, the only good scene in that movie is when Steve Martin swears. <laughs> the entire movie is great, but Steve Martin's effing rant about an effing car is you the swear. effing... I swear. I don't, I don't want to. Why? Because I, I just don't. Right, but planes, trains, and automobiles, it's another great John Hughes movie. There are so many fantastic John Hughes comedies, and this is one of my favorite ones. But Steve Martin and John Candy were phenomenal, and I keep talking about the comedy movies with a lot of chemistry with our leads, like Wayne's World, Swingers. Planes, Trains has it again with Steve Martin and John Candy. And the movie, it's joke after joke after joke, gag after gag. And they all work, in my opinion. And there are so many memorable moments in here. Like we mentioned that Steve Martin was swearing at the car rental place. And then you also have... Look, look, my hand is in between two pillows. Your hand is in between two pillows. But those aren't... Did you just have a seizure? I, I was trying to remember exactly what was said in the pillow scene. I think you need to go to the hospital, dude. <laughs> I don't know. But there are so many great things. Like the hands between the two pillows. And we see Del and Neil learn things, grow as people as this journey goes on. And the movie is extremely rewatchable. Watch it every Thanksgiving. But it's an all-time 80s classic. It's amazing. You know what I watch every Thanksgiving? What? Thanks killing. Classic movie. 
Anyway. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, um... Uh, uh, oh, number four. Number four. What I consider to be a near-perfect movie. That's right. Near-perfect. Near perfect. I give it an A, so it's right there. Um... At the near perfect, it's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh, this is the one I re- I watched recently. Uh, I rewatched it just because I knew this was happening, and I need to rewatch it. And good thing, it's been way low on my list. It probably would have been like number ten, possibly number uh nine but it's it's number four i think the gags in this movie are I, I think it's just like a fun time honestly um you know peewee this is his first movie uh this is his only good movie um you know yeah this is basically uh must spawn the popularity of peewee you know he was already popular but just made him huge and yeah i think you know like i mentioned guys you know <laughs> when he's uh on the motorcycle you know he doesn't he barely gets far before he just crashes into the the sign uh and yeah it's just i i already want to as soon as i finished it i wanted to rewatch it again just because it's such a fun time I like it and yeah it's it's been gaining a lot of love i I've seen a lot of people say this is, you know, my boy Dead Meat said it's a perfect movie, and I, I, I could definitely see that. It's an amazing movie. So, yeah. Alright, now before I get to my top three, I want to say some honorable mentions. Borat. Okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't put it in my top ten, although I wanted to so bad. I just couldn't. And then hey, Beverly Hills over producers. <laughs> I, but Beverly Hills Cops, another one. It's got the what iconic theme, but it's also just an incredible movie, in my opinion. It's Tell hilarious. Tell me what's good about Beverly Hills Cop. The action, the gags, the Axel Foley. I didn't find it that funny. Hmm. I could not tell what was the humor in the movie. The banana and the muffler. I could tell that. There were some moments I laughed. But overall, not that funny. And then, speaking of John Favreau, I have two Favreau comedies I will mention. Made, his directorial debut. In a way, it, it's it's basically a cousin to Swingers, like Zathura is a cousin to Jumanji. But Made yeah, and Thur- but it's another but John Favreau, Vince Vaughn. But it's on HBO Max, and it's extremely underrated. And then Elf. I know you hate Elf, but I love Elf. It's all right. I thought you said it was your in your top ten least favorite movies when we did that episode. I think it was. I don't know. I have to rewatch it. And then... I've seen it, like, a thousand times. So I've, I'm really sick of it. And then I'm going to mention four that don't qualify on the list, but would totally be on the list if they could. Monsters, Inc. But Monsters, Inc. is incredible. 
but it's one of my favorite Pixar movies. It's probably top two for me. Wally's my favorite. Monsters Inc. is probably number two. Then Smokey and the Bandit, really like criminally underrated Burt Reynolds seventies car movie, action comedy. It's all in there. And then Toy Story, another Pixar movie, incredible. Not a but, a masterpiece and i'm happy it got a special achievement award at the oscars so at least it got some award so thank you academy for giving toy story the award and this one you could argue it shouldn't even be on an honorable mention but it has the comedy la la land would easily be here it's a musical rom-com rom-dramedy it's a dramedy it's a musical but it's a dramedy and it's a romance. So basically musical romance dramedy. So in a way it would qualify. So La La Land is easily on here. La La Land is amazing. And I just watched some of the bonus features for it. And they recorded the score and the songs in the same studio as Singing in the Rain did and the bandwagon, which was awesome. So yeah, La La Land easily on here. You gonna watch Singing in the Rain? Absolutely. I'm watching every single movie that inspired La La Land in some way. Wow. I'm watching An American in Paris, Bandwagon, Summer Stock, Singing in the Rain, obviously, Top Hat, Swing Time. Watching all of them. Any movies that aren't musicals? Um, It technically didn't inspire it, but Crazy Stupid Love has Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as a couple on that one, too. And that was before, so it technically didn't, but it does show early cast interaction between the two, so that one, sadly. You're watching it? Sadly, yes. You don't want to watch it? I don't. It looks stupid. (laughs) But who knows? But who knows? I didn't think I would like Lala Land or Marriage Story, and they're both five out of five, so. All right, honorable mentions, Awesome Powers. Which one? Uh, oh, the first, or I'm sorry, the third one, that's my favorite. Um, Are you serious? Oh my gosh. Just kidding, the third one is awful. Disgrace to the first and the second. I was kidding, the third one's alright, it has its moments. Oh, yeah, speaking of honorable mentions, Austin Powers, Spy Who Shagged Me, the second one. That one's in my top 50 favorite movies ever. I'm serious. Um, yeah, Austin Powers 1 and 2, um, and 3. Uh, UHF, rewatched that one a couple of months ago. Oh, I, I remember watching that one years ago. Yeah, I'm a huge weirdo. I love his music. Um, I grew up on this music. Um, and yeah, I really like that movie. Michael Richards should have won an Oscar. I I almost cried during the scene where he got his mop taken away. I remember his performance. He was so good. Michael Richards is great in anything. Um, is Kramer though? Kramer is hilarious. I don't care. I know he that incident uh, involving. I know that incident, but I don't. It's it's in the past. Um. Anyway, uh. So yeah, UHF, uh, Bill and Ted, um. Yeah, 
it's all right, I guess. Um, uh, let's see what else. East Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, uh, uh, Gilmore, uh, Billy Madison. Um, well, I could have movie in the world, Dumb and Dumber Two. What? But instead of saying, "Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?" I said, "Want to watch the most annoying movie in the world, Dumb and Dumber 2. Mm. You seen Dumb and Dumber? I haven't. I'm debating on whether I want to. Rip. I um, want to see the Truman Show though. That looks amazing. I'm, it's on my bucket list, so I I have to watch it. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, I couldn't put Billy Madison on the list. Just it's so stupid. It is, and I <laughs> like it, but it's so stupid. I like it, even if it wasn't as stupid, it still wouldn't be at the list. <laughs> it's so stupid, though, but so funny. <laughs> I personally, I I prefer Billy Madison over Happy Gilmore. I think Happy Gilmore is extremely overrated. No. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, yeah, Billy, I, I prefer Happy Gilmore, I just, actually, I don't know, Happy Gilmore wasn't as good as I remembered it. it it's bad. It's not bad, but it's not bad. Yeah, it is, it's not good. Um, Ace Ventura, I think I mentioned that, Hot Rod, um, Hot Shots Part 2, uh, that movie's so funny, I wish I could include it on the list. Uh, I know it has Charlie Scene in it, but I like it. Um, Trailer Park Boys, the movie. Uh, don't know why that's on the list. Um, Step Brothers. I'm, I do not care for Will Ferrell. Uh, not huge Will But I like Step Brothers. And it's, I, I've seen, I've seen Step, Step Brothers probably eh, 10 times because it's on TV 24-7. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, some movies that, um, uh, can't include on the list, but just want to mention Knives Out, uh, great movie, ton of funny moments, um, <clears throat> uh, let's see, what else, um, Sabi Land, um, really fun movie, uh, Shaun of the Dead, fantastic, um, movie um i think that's it oh the graduate the graduate's amazing um yeah that moves great uh funny farm which i the first time i watched it <coughs> wasn't huge on it okay um but honestly the more i think about it, the more i like it um at least the first half so I, I don't know if that's honorable mention. I mentioned it, so it is. Uh, Evil Dead 2, um, one of my favorite movies ever. Big Trouble in Little China, Clue, uh, Reanimator. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, Young Frankenstein. Alright, now entering the top three. Okay. <laughs> What? I said entering the top three, and then it was just dead silence. Entered the dragon. Enter the top three. Oh, I never seen that movie. All right, now number three. 
Ghostbusters, the original. The remake? <laughs> no, the original without that crappy Melissa, that not the crappy Melissa McCarthy movie. Mm. Haven't seen it, but I so I haven't seen it, so I actually can't say if it's crappy, but I'm guessing it, it is. But number three, Ghostbusters, nineteen eighty four, the original all time eighties classic. But it it really is yeah, but- an all time eighties classic. It is. But one of the defining movies of the 80s and the year 1984. But just think about 80s movies for a moment. Like Back to the Future, Breakfast Club, but The Shining, Empire Strikes Back. Nobody thinks of The Shining. But the, the biggest horror movie, one of the biggest horror movies of the 80s. No, that's nobody thinks of The Shining. But... Ghostbusters is always on that list. Like whenever you think of the classic '80s movies, Ghostbusters is always there, and it totally deserves to be there. But like it's perfect for Halloween and all year round, really. But like it's very good for October. Probably the best time to watch it is October. But all year round, you can watch Ghostbusters because it's not just ghosts and that stuff. It's a comedy about like, these like, Ghostbusters and our three leads, they have a lot of chemistry, like Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, and Bill Murray, obviously. They're all great, and each of their characters are all distinct in their own way. And like, all of their traits, like, they come together to form this team, the Ghostbusters. And it just all leads to a bunch of like, hilarious laugh-out-loud moments. And well, the movie has rising tension as it goes on because like, obviously you have like, the ghost stuff involved. So there's a bunch of rising tension with what's going on there. But the humor rises as it goes on too. And it gets funnier and more enjoyable. And then the movie itself, it's really just a bunch of fun to watch. Whether you're in the mood for a bunch of ghost action, comedy, this is a go-to. And it's an 80s comedy classic and a future classic in general. But it's an 80s classic, but I wouldn't say classic movie yet because it's not old enough, but it will be. Masterpiece. I wouldn't go that far. The door is right there. Alright, number three. Um, hmm. Top three is hard. Um, number three, it's a mad, 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 mad. Oh, I forgot to watch that movie. Um, I think probably th- this is the best movie of the list. I, 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 I think the other two are more nostalgic for me, so I'm put those above. Plus, I think I would rather watch. I would rather watch them than this movie just because it's three hours long. But the fact that this movie is this good, and it's three hours long. Like you think. It's a comedy, three hours long. You think after a while, some of the jokes would just fall flat. Well, it's no, like the jokes are all great, and it's 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 a fun time. Basically, you know, a guy drives off the road, crashes, and tells a whole bunch of people that there's money hidden, and they. Embark on a cross cross country um, adventure, and yeah, it's 
it's just a fun time. All the characters are great and hilarious. Uh, great key or great cameos from Buster Keaton, the Three Stooges, um, a lot of comedic legends. Uh, the entire cast is great, and yeah, it's just fantastic. One of the best movie scenes ever is when a guy goes into a store, and by the end of the scene, the store is just completely on the ground. It's completely destroyed. It's yeah, I I love this movie. I need to rewatch it honestly. Uh, you know, I might rewatch this tonight. Um, it's a great movie, A plus in my book. All right, now my number two, Austin Powers: International Man of Mystery. What's that? The first one. Oh, okay. But I love the James Bond movies, and this parodies James Bond perfectly. It but it gets the perfect moments to parody, and it just does it in a great way. And it just feels like it's a love letter to Bond, but it's also making fun of Bond. And it's laughed out loud hilarious. The movie is extremely quotable, but who throws a shoe, honestly? And then I'm surrounded by freaking idiots. But there's so many great quotes in here. And Dr. Evil is probably one of my favorite movie villains ever. What, he's just absolutely hilarious. And Austin Powers is probably one of my favorite heroes, too, because he's absolutely hilarious. And Mike Myers was extremely good as both Austin Powers and Dr. Evil. He did a very good job going from these two different characters, hero and villain. And the gags in this movie are outstanding. And they continue on throughout the trilogy. And they never get old. So Austin Powers won. All right. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> Number two. I can't decide between these two movies. It's so hard. <laughs> All right. Number two. What? Um, what? What is happening? You keep on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, number two, Ghostbusters. Um, one of the movies that got me into movies. Um, I think this Cinemassacre and horror movie, the horror movie genre, got me into movies. Yeah, it's it's a phenomenal uh, movie in my opinion. I think all the jokes are great, and it's you know not. Honestly, I don't even know if this should count because I don't know if it's a straight up comedy. It's kind of a fantasy movie. Eh, it's too late. But anyway, yeah, uh, amazing theme song, by the way. Um, one of the best ever. Um, the entire cast is great. You know, it, it's like a perfect summer blockbuster, too. Um,. You know, one probably the best summer, but well, not best, but one of the best. Um, yeah, and it's um, there's a reason why it's so popular, just because it's you know so funny and rewatchable, and the characters are so memorable. 
some of the best characters ever. Um, yeah, and in you know, like Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, like all the are are iconic. You know, Slimer. Yeah, it's just it's just an amazing movie. You know, another A plus movie. All right, now my favorite comedy movie ever. It it gets so much hate, and I don't understand why. But this movie is probably the, one of the best movies I have ever seen. It's obviously Game Night disaster movie. What? It's got to be disaster movie. Why do mean people, epic movie? Why do people hate on disaster movie? Honestly, you it's mean a, the Hangover it's, Games. I don't know what you're talking about, but disaster movie explains the Hangover Games. Okay, I have not seen disaster movie. I am not going to. What about the Hangover Games? I don't know what that is. A uh, parody of the Hangover and the Hunger Games. You know, the Hangover Games. Okay, that seems stupid. I want to see it so bad. It looks so good. But I like the Hunger Games movies, so... And you like Hangover, too? I have not seen The Hangover. No. Seems like your type of movie. (laughs) (sighs) Alright, now, my number one, it's Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This movie does not get a ton of hate. Now, I was joking, but saying disaster movie is my favorite. Oh, oh. What are you Ferris talking about Bueller. this one? Yeah, Ferris Bueller is by far my favorite comedy that qualifies for the list. Monsters, Inc. and La La Land would be one and two. But Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is amazing. It is comedic genius. It is by far my favorite John Hughes comedy ever. It's just, it's just just amazing. It's the perfect story for a comedy movie about this teen who decides, no, I'm going to take a day off today, so I will. And then he goes through faking being sick to, um, to the oblivious parents and... But he just goes on all of these like crazy, this giant crazy adventure. And it's just so fun, too. But it's great. But it's, I can't really explain. It's just amazing. All right. But everything works in Ferris Bueller. So, yeah, number one. That's all I really have to say. Everything works. All right. So. My number one is Christmas Vacation. Uh, yeah, I mentioned it earlier, and it's actually my number one. Uh, I don't think it's. I just put it here, like, because it's so rewatchable. All the vacation movies are really, except the remake. Remake is garbage. Um, but yeah, I I love this movie. I think like I mentioned, the gags, all the gags work. Super rewatchable, you know. I think I I love the original as well, but I don't think 
people point. But uh, yeah, uh, I think I I just think it's a really good, funny um, movie, and just as it goes on, just it just um, Clark just digs a deeper and deeper hole. You know, by the end, the freaking feds are at his house. You know, he just goes completely insane. It's just it's just hilarious. And one that I watch every Christmas Eve. So the movie I watch every Christmas Eve, um, or or like the day before Christmas Eve. Um, yeah, it's just a it's just a great movie. One I watch every Christmas, uh, at least two times per Christmas. So yeah, it's a great movie, and uh, you guys should go watch it. <laughs> Alright, so I guess that ends this episode. Yep. Alright, well that is our top ten comedy movies. Yeah. I hope Yeah. <laughs> There's so many comedies I need to see. I need to see Revenge of the Nerds, Porkies, Joysticks, uh Hangover, um Year Old Version, Super Bad. So many movies. Yeah, and with this episode being done, we only have five episodes left of this of season two. What are they? <laughs> we have Indiana Jones ranked this Friday, oh. and then Godfather versus Godfather two. Seriously? Yeah, and that'll be extremely tough. You gotta be kidding me! I just rewatched them. Well. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch them again. Well, it, if you remember them enough, then I can't. I, no, I have to rewatch. And then, and then after that is not gonna say because it totally isn't unplanned. We have the idea. We just need to figure out what to do for it. It's a brand new idea for the podcast. I'm not gonna spoil it. So after that one. Another new thing called best performance for an actor actress game, but we'll explain that one when we do it. And then the season two finale, top ten book to movie adaptations. Wait, what? The finale, top ten book to movie adaptations. That's our finale. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Maybe we should think of something. That's not a good finale. Portal 1 versus Portal 2. Nope. Uh, Disney Infinity Ranks. Portal sucks. Are you kidding me? Portal's a piece of crap. <laughs> I know you're joking. but you know what's what? not a piece of crap? I, I replayed Portal yesterday. I beat it for the second time this month yesterday. Why? Because I wanted to replay it before Portal 2. You know what's not a piece of crap? What? Evan Peters. You are obsessed with Evan Peters. I'm saying I'm dead. But you told me his favorite Mario Kart track. <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> oh, you were joking? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know if he's ever said that. You sounded dead serious. It was sarcasm. Oh, but you sounded dead serious. It's sarcasm. 
You ever heard of him? Oh. What did Mysterio say about sarcasm? Uh, your mom. On this earth, right? I don't know, but, you know, Evan Peters, congrats on your Emmy. I, I know Evan Peters listens to this uh, podcast. Fun fact. Um, but, yeah. All right, so with that, thank you. Thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Tune in this Friday for Indiana Jones. He's ranked, not the Lego games. So, Indiana Jones classic adventure franchise. I don't know what is going on in Devil's End. Thank you for watching. I mean, listening. Goodbye.